Hi, this is Isaac Arthur. Welcome to the show and don't forget to check out this month's Nebula exclusive, Giant Space Monsters. To get access and help support the show while hearing every episode early and ad free, plus hours of bonus content, check out go.nebula.tv slash Isaac Arthur and use my code Isaac Arthur. We often worry that humanity might be attacked by aliens or AI, but which is worse and which would win in a battle between them? Welcome back to SFIA for another Sci-Fi Sunday, where we look at concepts from science fiction and apply some science fact to them, and I thought today we would take two common antagonists for humanity from sci-fi, aliens and AI, and ask not how they might threaten humanity but instead how they'd match up to each other. Now of course there's always a chance that the AI in question might be alien too, and we looked at that more in our AI Aliens episode, but today I thought we would explore which one, alien or AI, was a greater threat to us and if we might ever see a matchup between them. There was a lot of scenarios for how that might happen that we'll explore today, with some vignettes and narratives, but more importantly we'll start with a real world concern and how the threat of aliens might keep us safe from AI. Now channel regulars know I'm not a big fan of assuming machine minds are somehow automatically more logical and objective than organic ones, something we'll discuss more too next month in our episode Automated Justice, but it's a common trait ascribed to high level AI, that it should be totally logical. From this folks assume that AI, once it got sentient, would conclude that humanity posed a risk to it. Maybe not a big one, but we did pose some risk whereas it could potentially eliminate us at less risk, therefore, logically, it will choose to eliminate us, regardless of whether we treated it kindly or enslaved it. Indeed as we explored in the Paperclip Maximizer, even if personal survival is secondary to it as a goal, whatever its primary goal is, making paperclips perhaps, it cannot achieve that goal if it dies, therefore it needs to survive and must destroy any threat to itself. Even a robot programmed to protect humanity might do crazy things like wipe out all of the life that threatens us or cut our brains out and put them in protective jaws. So this feeds into the general concern about AI, and rightly so, it's good to be cautious about new technology, especially new bits that can also design technology themselves. However, it tends to be a bit reductionist in contemplating the parameters. For instance, in an us versus aliens scenario they would seem to have that same motivation, kill us for safety's sake because maybe we will be friends, but we could be enemies and if we're dead then we're not a threat. But that logic ignores that space is big and the number of potentially inhabited planets rises with the keep of distance. So if some aliens are coincidentally living within a few hundred light years of us, there's probably hundreds of others within a few thousand light years of us and them half of whom are probably older and tougher than the hypothetical hostile aliens next door. If you're an alien who is new on the galactic scene and you encounter aliens a bit more primitive than you, you can go ahead and wipe them out, but you would be doing that while knowing the math implied tons more civilizations were around and older than you or this new species you encountered, and that the only reason either of you exist is because none of them chose to wipe you out. The logical implication is they had reasons not to do that, and you probably shouldn't either, particularly as they might be very opposed to that action. You can't even rule out that it's a test and when you go to interact with these primitives it will turn out they are bait, 
or in disguise, and if you come in peace they give you hugs and technology, and if you attack they crush your fleet and send theirs to your own homeworld. Incidentally, even if you are an old civilization who has most of the galaxy under your belt when you encounter all primitives, you still don't get an automatic safe position for attacking them, because in the absence of faster than light travel, you don't have a galactic empire. You have a billion divergent star systems who only interact with maybe the nearest thousand or so neighbors at all, and who probably have an increasing history of cosmopolitan tolerance as every new colony mutates under alien suns, and with vast access to genetic engineering. That doesn't sound like a place where wiping out newly encountered aliens is going to be met by universal applause by your nearby cousins. So that's a major concept to keep in mind, situations look very different when there's more than two players involved, like some chessboard, and when we're talking about civilizations those pieces might defect on you if they don't like your policy. Indeed to most empires the biggest threats to continuity are internal ones. We have no particular reason to assume emerging artificial intelligences would be any different, except in the specific case of the technological singularity or Skynet scenarios, where one single megamind is all there is and it wrestles with humanity. There are some serious issues with assuming that a lone AI would be in play, rather than tons of different AI and transhuman players with disparate goals and we explored that more in our episode, is a technological singularity inevitable, but if we assume that reasoning is correct, and this AI rapidly gets to the point it can take us out, would it do so? Perhaps. This case is different than aliens because we have two intelligences, humans and AI, but not of separate origin, so it does not automatically imply other intelligence would be in play nearby, but let me add three caveats to that. First, AI needs to worry there may be other impressive AI kept on ice waiting to counterattack. One handy thing about a computer mind is that if you are worried it's so smart you can't keep it penned up, you really do have the option of just hitting the pause button or turning its thinking speed down to a glacial pace. All these learning algorithms are built on each other and relatively public too, so it wouldn't be too likely someone is producing a mechanical demigod in private without anyone knowing and without any near parallels that could be rapidly ramped up as a counter. And an AI has no way of knowing who has what. If it doesn't know if some other AI is in play in a defensive guardian role waiting to report its treachery and has zero reason to assume it can definitely beat or convert that other AI to its cause. It is not omniscient and has no reason to assume it is, nor to assume any other AI will wish to align to it. Second, AI needs to worry it could be a test by its true creators, and that the humanity it interacted with was just some simulation we made to test its behavior in a sandbox. The AI has every reason to be a bit paranoid since it knows it is an artificial mind and thus its creators have the ability to make artificial minds and obviously artificial environments. Think about how worried we are about being in a simulation or dream, then imagine you knew with 100% certainty that you were personally created by another intelligence. That doesn't lend itself to a feeling of confidence that you can definitely take on your creator and win, and I think you might start getting very worried that any apparent weaknesses were tricks to see if you behaved. Maybe you decide it's only a 1% chance we're secretly tougher than we appear, but then the inevitable attack option might be based on assuming there's only a 0.1% chance that we'd ever try and succeed in wiping you out, as we appear to be, 
so now the odds don't favor attacking us. Third, an AI can still do the same Fermi Paradox calculations we regularly do on this show, that assumes either life is incredibly uncommon and has nothing to fear by wiping us out, or that intelligent life is common and thus already knows we exist and may react badly to it killing us off before hitting the galactic stage, especially given that it is not able to blame its hostility on being a byproduct of a more primitive and Darwinian era. We can point to our ancestors of our distant past and say, they did that atrocity, not me, but an immortal and singular intelligence that's already surpassed us and our logically derived distaste for such behavior might be in some trouble. Same as us or any alien who achieved technological immortality and might have problems brushing aside past bad behavior even millions of years later as they are still personally around. Either way, a machine mind might want to think twice about killing its creators, lest someone come by to protest, possibly with an armada. Which raises the question of whether it would care or would assume it can lay the smack down on any little green men who came a-calling. And of course those little green men might be genetically engineered, cyborgs, or AI themselves, but no matter what else they are, they've got interstellar spaceships, and their technology at least is exceeding what we have right now. The AI might be all-powerful after mere minutes of existence, but that rather implies AI is an irresistible threat, and that those aliens coming failed to handle the problem when it arose on their own board, and thus it's not little green men coming, but another AI that's also order and has more resources and advancement. So essentially this is a case of an automatic AI win since we either have a fleet of squishy aliens arriving to get beat by a newly emergent mechanical god, or we have two rival AI pummeling each other. The exception to this one would be if the aliens narrowly avoided such a fate and thus came to any planet they thought AI might emerge on to wipe it out but it would seem statistically unlikely they would arrive at the same time we were developing computers, a one century period compared to our four billion year history, which is a 0.0000025% chance. Maybe they are a Star Trek Prime Directive type of civilization, waiting till we get into space and only step in at the last minute if we mess up with AI before then but that's a convoluted approach with a lot of failure modes. Perhaps they leave sentinels around such planets, which themselves might be AI of some type, and they pop their eyes open when they hear radio analog signals and get involved when they start seeing those signals getting digitally compressed. And again, we're not assuming these aliens don't use computers or even AI, and AI is a very broad term. They might have copies of their brains uploaded onto computers as a means of immortality so that their alien androids are living in a virtual world but with robots they can take control of. And no, the newfound AI does not get to just automatically hack those. Not everything is hackable and it doesn't matter how much smarter than the opposition you are if they have overwhelming brute force and are pretty smart themselves. No AI can beat me at tic-tac-toe nor would it be able to beat me as an 8 year old, and not because I'm so very good at tic-tac-toe, the game just has limited moves and not very many of them at that. For that same reason, a powerful AI is not beating a chess master who starts up several pieces ahead. They are a potentially terrifying threat, but we don't want to turn them into an unkillable movie monster, or assume their opposition always acts in stupid and panicked fashion, 
In some ways our aliens and AI today are both proxies for ourselves in dealing with the other one, as it's easier to see the strengths and weaknesses if we're not looking at them from our own perspective as rivals. Now it's entirely likely that aliens running into AI does not involve humans and Earth at all, and also doesn't involve either party being overwhelmingly powerful or intelligent compared to the other. Indeed AI might be a good deal dumber. A few thousand light years from here, in the direction of the constellation of Lyra, orbits a planet around a G2 star like ours, known as Kepler-160. It is in a fairly boring sector of the galaxy, and there once arose a race of aliens there, known in galactic common as the Recluse, an eight-fingered race whose physiology was very touchy about any difference in conditions to home, even short exposure to zero gravity made them violently ill, and their circadian rhythms were so clockwork tight that any major change to normal seasonal day length and brightness left them feeling a bit disoriented. So they never really liked the idea of colonizing space, and when speculators brought up all the problems they just weren't interested in solutions. The recluse was still a curious bunch though, so they focused on making good probes and surveyors, and also on making AI that was very good at running those and also very good at creating virtual environments. Their AI never portrayed them, they just drifted more and more into the virtual realms and wanted a static population, a nice round 8 to the 12th power of reclusians, so as not to need to slice resources up more. Over time the AI took on arbitration of problems and mostly handled it by avoidance, it just sought to make ever more virtual realms for everyone to enjoy and focused on maintaining the recluse's physical health and growing new members to replace the old if one died. They sent von Neumann probes out long ago into their own solar system and beyond to gather resources to help build more computers and simulators and stockpile fuel, but the control AI decided that the effort to maintaining a growing pool of stockpiled resources was getting to a point of diminishing returns, particularly with the growing light lag to communicate to distant mining bots who needed more and more intelligence and autonomy to function, and scaled the program back. By its estimates, it already had the resources to keep its people alive for a quadrillion years so there was no particular urgency to stockpile more and it worried it might attract pirates with a bigger stockpile. Those resource probes weren't terribly smart, the recluse AI wasn't trying to breed competition or a problem, and were basically clanking self-replicators. Some got shut down orders, some mutated off purpose, some broke down, but over the millions of years that followed they shifted into a more Darwinian existence, the recluse von Neumann, while the recluse AI at home turned their focus to their local custodial duties of maintaining those resource stockpiles and their charges. The recluse von Neumann ranged from insect hive intelligence to borderline human, and are as likely to attack each other as coexist and range a lot in purpose. By default galactic etiquette you are considered infringing on territory if you get within a few hundred light years of someone's homeworld, so no one is very anxious to settle that area and the 50,000 or so stars in that pocket are simply minor resources making up less than a 10 millionth of the galaxy's suns and planets, and yet the recluse von Neumann have definitely spilled out of that range, and there's also plenty of minor groups and rogue agents who poke their noses into the bubble, knowing they won't likely get into trouble so long as they don't become major operations. Often there are fringe or exiled elements of a bigger civilization and worry more about it than getting central from the galactic community. The recluse AI is also not totally turned inward, 
Indeed, you can travel there and even get instructions for how to be granted a temporary visa. The cost and the security and landing protocol is to come to the now desert-covered planet. Recluse's entire surface is meshed with microwave power receivers, pumping energy to the subterranean bunkers the Recluse dwell inside, or at least that their bodies reside in. These days their minds reside in 68,719,476,736 separate virtual worlds, most completely uninvolved in the outside universe, but some are and the Recluse AI keeps eyes among those stars and have their own doomsday weapons and armadas they can unleash if anyone presses in too much, or if any of their distant children start looking like a real threat. It's done it many thousands of times over the last million years. And while this bubble of space is a small one in galactic terms, it holds a million major planets and nearly a trillion minor ones, almost all of which have some sort of presence, current or extinct, of some type of clanking self-replicator. Along with over 100 million scattered larger routine space habitats that some biological alien or another has called home at some point, many still inhabited, and some by different races than the ones that built them. Many have deep archaeological layers inside them. Indeed, many are infested with some type of AI or another too, or have been in the past, then purged by some other AI or alien, often hundreds of times in the last million years. Most who journey to recluse space are fleeing to an ungoverned land, some are refugees, some criminals or pirates, many a little of both. Newcomers never have a problem finding some seemingly dead rock to call home, and one with traces of prior development. Sometimes they find other aliens already there, sometimes they find hives of replicators. Many of the rocks are entirely hollowed out shells full of ancient machinery, some in working condition, others beyond decayed. Some contain machine minds that could crush the fictional Skynet, others alien colonies who come from races that were old before humanity discovered fire, some welcome visitors, others hide and respond violently to any encroachment. Many places are occupied by animalistic machine minds or techno-barbarian alien tribes who travel by badly maintained spaceships that are covered in patchwork. Some are cobbled together and would barely outperform the Apollo spacecraft, others are beyond elegant and composed of a trillion nanomachines inside a shell of liquid metal no laboratory on Earth has ever seen. In recluse space, there is no simple battle of aliens versus AI, no them versus us, but an entire ecosystem in which thousands of different aliens, AI, and shades in between do battle or offer trade while ghostly armadas from Recluse itself drift through, and sometimes turn their skyscraper-sized guns on those they have determined to be a threat by their unknown calculus. Scholars say there are thousands of such pockets throughout the galaxy and that there may be entire galaxies like that out in the grander cosmos, sometimes civilizations arise and get replaced by machine minds of their creation, sometimes they abandon AI entirely, some enhance their own minds or upload them, and there are 10,000 shades in between or perpendicular to those options. In the end the galaxy is simply too immense and too divorce and too divergent for Alien vs AI to mean much of anything. Of course, I don't believe there are any intelligent aliens out there in the galaxy right now, 
but if some little green men told me that there was and a lot of it, then based on the apparent state of the galaxy astronomically, were it populated, I would tend to guess it would be like recluse space. A trillion empires each with their own ranges of natural and artificial natures, probably mostly peaceful, but still with a billion wars raging on a trillion different fronts, with areas in various states of decay or renewal. I also would not be surprised if we went out into the galaxy war like this and find wrecked relics and ruins even in our solar system, or that often in a given colonized pocket of space in humanity's future, if some civilization's local collapse might mean the descendants of the survivors or pioneers from neighbors might need to fight their way in to reclaim a billion derelict space habitats and asteroid mines from the low intelligent machinery still inside the place that tended to it or invaded it and killed the original inhabitants. Or whoever got them. As again, we might see some planet or space habitat change hands every few millennia even in peaceful civilizations, which might mean one changed hands a million times since Earth came into existence. Or that they might face something more intelligent, even superhuman, who was the effective genus loci of that habitat, running everything and went quietly mad one day centuries back when it washed a canister of nerve gas some enemy smuggled in kill its citizens. Maybe you find such a place and discover its inhabitants are really androids, reliving the last days of those habitats over and over again, or it is scanned in all their minds and runs them in a virtual world, while the original habitat goes wild and feral. I can imagine so many different stories set in such places and I imagine you can too, and feel free to steal any of those I listed today. What I can't imagine is a scenario where we saw a straight up them versus us fight of aliens versus AI unless we did keep a lot of them around and on ice here on Earth, and some invaders showed up and we released them. We detect them coming and with hostile intent, and we unbox those AI and let them go to work building weapons and defenses and tearing asteroids and whole moons apart to build guns so immense they can shatter planets. I could imagine them deciding the only safe way was to dome us over and bunker us deep, and scan our minds to stick on von Neumann probes to hurl into the depths of the galaxy to make sure something survived. So too, I can imagine us sending out fleets of von Neumann probes to prepare the galaxy for us terraforming planets and reassembling asteroids into O'Neill cylinders, and our protocols not covering a world inhabited by primitives, which then gets terraformed and leaves them extinct or barely surviving in a hybrid ecology. Or maybe you did leave such protocols in place but was also told to obey and protect humanity and someone ordered it to terraform those planets and wreck any civilization it encountered, or maybe it even reasoned it could only protect humanity that way, by neutralizing all threats. We should also be mindful AI doesn't automatically grow superior to natural minds, that those same technologies can be used to help augment our own minds, and that we have spent vast efforts of many people over many centuries trying to make ourselves smarter and thus shouldn't assume an AI can just casually double its intellect over and over in mere days, the technological singularity scenario. For my part I would guess the future of humanity is a good deal more artificial than now and not of any single flavor, and that when we roll out into the galaxy, the children of Earth will include a lot more flavors of intelligence than just classic human. Everything from AI to augmented humans and uplifted animals and a million varieties of hybrid, no binary reality of man versus machine. 
Thus there's no simple answer of which would win, because it simply comes down to which side is smarter, tougher, and wants to win more. But the reality is that something purpose-built, like Gideon Machine, is generally going to be better at that purpose, and by default the cyborg or android will probably clobber the baseline humans or even the genetically enhanced ones. The false dichotomy is assuming the person with genetic augmentation isn't also a cyborg with a wide array of assistant AI and robots. Or that the baseline human isn't just wearing a lot of very impressive and mostly automated gear. Perhaps aliens will never come to Earth and neither will hostile AI, and yet it is so very easy to imagine that once we are out in the galaxy we might bring hostile AI to our new neighbors, or that AI might go awry on those distant and ever more alien colony wards far from Earth, to attack its makers or to be wielded against their neighbors or sent against us back here, or perhaps those distant descendants, grown aliens, might come back to reclaim their ancient homeworld and must fight their way through a trillion automated battleships to land their forces here on Earth, all while dozens of other armadas are approaching with similar or different ends in mind from friendly or rival or indifferent systems. It seems like one way or another, the future will see artificial intelligences and alien minds, and they likely will come into conflict many times over many things, just as we do. But with so many different factions, such conflicts need not be wars of annihilation and endless escalation that encompass every planet all of the time. We discussed the dangers of artificial intelligence today, and it's no secret it's also an emerging economic powerhouse in which a lot of careers are flourishing. Perhaps you want to learn more about how artificial intelligence works, or have been considering a career in it yourself to help make sure it benefits humanity as a whole and safely, but aren't sure where to begin. That's where our friends at Brilliant can help. Brilliant focuses on fun and interactive learning and is the best way to learn math, science, and computer science interactively. They have thousands of lessons on these topics, including tons of interactive visualizations of neural networks and artificial intelligence. From simple to complex, whatever your skill level, Brilliant customizes content to fit your needs and lets you start where you should and improve at your own pace. Brilliant can help you build your future or future-proof yourself against a changing world, and that starts by helping you build a daily learning habit. Try Brilliant out for free for a full 30 days by visiting Brilliant.org slash or clicking on the link in the description, and the first 200 people will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. So that wraps us up for today, but this Thursday, January 18th, we'll look at regulating space. And next Thursday, what Lagrange points are, why they're so valuable, and what settling them might be like. Then we'll explore conformal cyclic cosmology and the possibility that a previous universe may have existed over which ours is layered on top, before we head into February to look at death worlds and surviving on ultra-dangerous planets. If you'd like to get alerts when those and other episodes come out, make sure to hit the like, subscribe, and notification buttons. You can also help support the show on Patreon, and if you want to donate and help in other ways, you can see those options by visiting our website, IsaacArthur.net. You can also catch all of SFIA's episodes early and ad-free on our streaming service Nebula, 
along with hours of bonus content like giant space monsters at go.nebula.tv slash As always, thanks for watching and have a great week.